you want to get your book out, your Bible out, let's go to Jeremiah 1 and 5. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Anybody like cheesecake? Anybody like cheesecake like me? Amen. Jenna, how many times have you baked me a cheesecake? Don't say hundreds, because probably hundreds, y'all can tell. And if she go bake one tonight, I'm going to eat a piece. You know why? But why are you eating that same stuff, Pastor? Because it's good. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. Yeah. Why we, why we keep talking about the assignment? We keep talking about the same thing. Number one, because many of y'all not in it yet. And number two, it's good. Somebody say amen. Right, I want you to pull up the deck from the singles conference, y'all. It was such a revelation. Just that one, uh, those one or two to talk about the pre-work. Can you get those up uh, at some point? Amen. Uh, off screen, and then I'll tell you when I want it. But we had such a good time last week with the singles conference. Uh, help I'm single. Now we got help I'm married. Or I'm married and need help. <laughs> Amen. Didn't want to get in any copyright infringements <laughs> on the title. Dr. Rogers is already doing uh, help on marriage. So we're going to do I'm married and I need help. But if you're married, you're going to probably need some help. So come on over to the uh, to the marriage conference and we can, I think there's a way we can sign up. I, I sure know my leaders have it really readily available for people who want to sign up because that's what we're doing this week, and that's the big event. So y'all going to tell me before the end how they can sign up, okay? Uh, and we're going to put it on the screen. So if you're married or you know somebody that's married, and most people that we know in mar are married are in some kind of trouble, need some kind of help, whether it's financial, relational, emotional, whatever. So make sure, amen, um, that you sign up for that. But that was a revelation that came uh, I didn't know it was, but we talked about help. I'm single. And uh, yeah, it's going to cool down in a minute, y'all. Just be patient with it. Y'all been shouting and moving around. Amen. And I'm hot up here under these lights, but we're going we gonna to keep it moving. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Just a few minutes tonight because I got to get ready to get out of here in the morning. So we're not going to keep you long. And... Uh, and we got some pretty balloons over there. I don't know what all them balloons are for. I think that's for me. Is it? Is it Pastor Anniversary Night or something? Is Pastor Love Offer Night? Is it tonight? Oh, that's what, is it? It was last week. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know it. I didn't notice it. But, um, yeah. Who, do, who all them presents and stuff over there for? Something in the belly. <laughs> so that was prophesied, y'all. It's a miracle, baby. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna get out in good enough time. We got sister um, sister Alex with the second baby. Mine is ovary and fallopian tube. And it, and this pregnancy went better than when she had the others. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. Because we, we can speak things into existence. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. What a miracle. We don't have time to go back into that. 
We want to keep, we want to stay with your assignment. And I, I think we were, we thought we were through, but y'all, I'm just, you know, it's just hard for me. You know, I'm still on this weight journey, but y'all not, I get a little piece of brisket. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, 4th of July, you know, then you be find yourself on the 5th, going back in there, slicing that brisket off. We had a little fat, that little fat, and then you put in the microwave, be popping. Don't nobody know about the microwave popping with the brisket. Huh? Then you slap a little mayonnaise on, the, on that white brisket. Come on, y'all. And you just eat it till you don't want no more, y'all. And that's why people can't lose weight, right? Amen. So I say amen. <laughs> why people be struggling to lose weight, right? But um, so we're gonna we're gonna eat some more. This is so good. And and I wanted to I wanted to resonate with you. I wanted to bless you tonight. Um, and I'm just gonna give you a little bit, just a little bit. Just a little little bit, all right? Just a little crumb of it, right? And hopefully it'll it'll wet your, your palate and make you wanna go study it a little more. Jeremiah 1 and 5. This is God talking. And many times, I know I've read the Bible for years, many times it's hard to just read the Bible. We read it as a book. But one of my mentors taught me years ago that the Bible is God speaking to me personally. Can we say that together? Say the word of God God. is God. Speaking directly to me, personally, every promise in the word of God is for me. Do you believe that? It's hard to believe that though. Some of those promises are so great. But you can take any promise of the word of God, make it personal, and cause it to come to pass. How do we do that? By faith, right? The Bible says all things, Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to them that believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The faith itself is the evidence. Somebody say amen. amen. So if you'll learn how to work your faith, know what faith is, work your faith, uh, learn about faith, which we teach about faith. Any promise in the Bible can be yours. Somebody say amen. amen. But this is God talking directly to you. I hope you receive it. Amen. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and we don't talk in these and thous in present day English. That's old English. But he's saying, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and before you came forth out of the womb, See, somebody's coming out of the womb. That's what we're celebrating tonight. She's been in the womb. But before, during that time, God already sanctified her. That baby has already been set apart and ordained to do something. Everybody say, my assignment is for real. (laughs) Everybody always want to talk about what's real. It's real out here in these streets. No, your assignment Say it again. Say, my assignment, my assignment is for real. Everybody got one in here? I, I'm not even looking. I'm not confused. I'm not wondering if everybody that was born has an assignment in this room. 
Did you know that? Well, man, did you know that? Can we do just a little biology lesson? Some of y'all feel lost. You feel maybe you're a loser. Or you're not as good as somebody else. Do you know, and we're going to keep it clean for the, for the kids, because they're not going to learn it until they get the biology. So, and then some of these schools not even teaching the same stuff no more. It's 10 planets and all this stuff. And tomatoes is a fruit and all that stuff. It's just crazy stuff going on. They teach their kids these days. But when your daddy and your mama came together, your daddy released something. And biologically, there were over 500,000 of those little things released. When your mama got pregnant, and guess who won the race? You beat 500,000. You, you already beat half a million sperm to even get here. Somebody say amen. So God wanted you here. You talking about one in a million. Somebody say amen. You wanted half a million already just to get to the planet. You beat half a million to get here. Somebody ought to rejoice for that. Yeah. Because, you know, little Pookie could have beat you out. And you'd have never got here. We'd be looking at little Pookie. So why did God go through all of that to get you here? Because he has something for you to do. And Jeremiah was a prophet. But, y'all, we can erase prophet and put something else. He sanctified you. Sanctified is he set you apart. And you got to know that. Tonight we were talking about the love of God. If he watches over the sparrow, how much more does he love? He's watching you, right? But y'all, why though? For what reason? If you're worthless, if all you're here to do is be on Facebook, Instagram till you get ready to die, and some people are on there when they get ready to die, You're just born to go to Popeye's every Tuesday and Starbucks every day of the week and pray $10 for, come on, <laughs> cup of coffee. Y'all, no, you're not, you're here for more than that. Somebody say amen. When, when I ask for it, brother, when I ask for it, when I ask for it, only when I ask for it, thank you. All right, so y'all, here's what I'm saying. You're here for a reason. Do you believe that? Okay, let me hear you say, I'm here for a reason. Come on, let me hear you say, I'm here for a reason. I might not know it yet, but I'm here for a reason. I was on the phone with Tia. That was a guy, he's 60 years old. Co-worker, just had a heart attack. I don't know if you heard him on the phone, but he said it. He said, I, I, I know God loved me here for a reason. 60. I don't know what it is yet. Did you hear him? You heard him. As we're talking about assignment, he said, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know why I'm here yet. I said, bro, every Wednesday I've been talking about it. 60 and don't know why you're here. Oh, my God. I can't imagine it. I'm not judging nobody in the room. I'm not judging you. 
I, I can't imagine 40 and didn't know. I can't imagine being 50 and don't know. I can't imagine being 30 and don't My whole life has been orchestrated because I knew my purpose at a very early age. I did. What about you? Everybody don't have the same purpose, but you got one. Here's just some little smidges to get you, make you want some more of that my mama German chocolate cake or something, right? Just a little, just get a little taste. Are the solution to somebody's problem. You are the solution to somebody's problem. You ever have somebody with a problem and they say, oh my God, Dwayne, I don't know what I would have done without you. Thank you for showing up and helping me. I couldn't have done it without Bro, you are a solution to somebody's problem. Everything created solves a problem. Write that down. Everything created solves a problem. Right? Your eyes solve vision, vision problems. Couldn't see without them. Be bumping into stuff, right? Your ears solve hearing problems. Your legs solve mobility problems. Yeah? Everything created solves a problem. Anything up here solves a problem. That this podium was created to solve a problem. These lights were created to solve a problem, make video look better. Anything you can see is created to solve a problem. Clothes was created to solve a problem, cover our bodies. Yes? Anything you can see was created to solve a problem. And you were created to solve a problem. And here's, here's point number one. You are the solution to somebody's problem. Not to everybody's problem. You are a reward for somebody. <laughs> you are a reward for somebody. Yeah, there are people that are just so, I mean, just gushing with appreciation Thanksgiving that they ever met me. And I'm not being arrogant. They just like, man, I've been praying for somebody like this. All my life. You are a reward for somebody. You're not a reward for everybody. And that's how you know you're not in your assignment. All you got around you is haters, detractors. People can't stand you. People you can't stand. You, you ain't even in it. You're in the wrong environment. Somebody say amen. You got the wrong set of friends. I keep telling y'all. Some of y'all need to delete everybody in your phone and start over. It's just true. It's true. You ain't got a friend worth nothing. Yeah, I look through my phone book sometimes. I'm like, I, I just got to take the time to delete, delete, delete. I probably have like two or three phone numbers in my address book. I probably would. <laughs> Other than church people. For real. Listen to this. Someone needs you. Someone's waiting on you. Not everyone. Amen. So I don't need Ashley. I don't need Ashley. I ain't got nothing that can, she can grab onto and get put no braids in. I don't need her. But there's some people in this room probably need her. Come on, somebody. Some people in the back. He, 
went too long. The bird's been in there too long. Scratching. <laughs> Somebody needs you. Hello? Somebody needs you. Not everyone. Here's another good point. I'm almost done. Is this good already? We shouted, man. We ain't got to be all night. You don't decide your assignment. What do you do? You discover your assignment. That's the problem. When we were in school, you know, they told us you could be whatever you want to be. Now, that's a lot. In no lifetime could I ever be a trapeze artist. Y'all see me? I mean, even, y'all, when I was skinny, y'all, I was 295 pounds in college. I'm talking lean, 300 pounds. I couldn't have been a trap. I can't be, y'all, it's certain, I couldn't have been an a, 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 a astronaut. You got to be a certain, you know what I mean? Can y'all see? I, there's no floating around for me. I'm just stuck in there. It's, I can't move around. I'm just in there like this. There's some stuff you can't be. You can be whatever God created you to be. And we talk about it, me and my wife talk about it, me and other old school people. I know y'all call us old school. We talk about what children miss these days in school. Because it's, it's that childhood that you discover. You discover what you're good at. So much stuff they've taken away out of school. You remember Woodshop? Anybody remember Woodshop? Man, you could cut your finger off at school, straight up. No, you, they had dangerous equipment, man. You didn't know what you was doing? And I think our Woodshop teacher did have a little nub or something. Like, bro, what happened? One of them things. But you could discover. We had Woodshop. We had... Uh, and then metal, metal shop. We had metal shop. Now in the hood, it wasn't too good with wood shop because everybody made them canes. And then that's when the gangs, they just beat everybody up with the canes. I mean, one dude beat another brother. Damn, I'm like, bro, y'all got to stop making canes and wood shop. I mean, oak, it's hard as oak. And then we made metal. We made bracelets. Remember that? What else we made in metal shop? We making metal shop. I forgive me. We make a lot of stuff in metal shop, huh? Ceramic? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, pottery class. Yeah, yeah, pottery classes. You had home ec. Man, you if you ain't had no lunch money, man, you go over there to home ec. Y'all eating today? Yeah. I was always cool with them home ec girls too. And some of them boys too. They could cook. <laughs> Friends with Aunt Hale. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris. But you discover what you. <laughs> All my kids laughing because we, we watched that show. You, you got a chance to discover. Everything was so stringent. I mean, you still had a. We had the California achievement test or something. It, it wasn't no big deal, like the start and all that. Y'all. 
if you was in band, for real, you could skip and be in the band room for four hours, five hours and stuff. Just That's how I learned how to play the piano. I was in, I was in choir one day. I don't know what was going on in the schools to test them. And this boy, he three hours, he taught me how to play a, a marble wine or something. That's how I learned how to play and play chords. I discovered while I was in school that I could play the, the piano. I discovered while I was in school that I could sing a little bit. I discovered I had public speaking ability. All those firsts I had at school, and now they've cut so much out, and then now COVID. You know, they don't even have auto shop most schools anymore. And then you was driving a hoopty anyway. Come on, I had a, I had a nice little car, 16, but you know, man, I can get my brakes done at the auto shop. Oil change and stuff. Cosmetology. Right? We had keyboarding classes. Typing. Y'all remember that? They have none of that no more. Y'all know that, right? All this is over. Debate class. I, I was good at that. You know that, don't you? My wife said, yes. I was a great debater. I did it all. I was acting, found out, you know. So all of that, I discovered. Y'all, so you, you got to create, y'all, the, the new parents, and I, I'm sad for you, but you got to create discovery zones for your kids. Whatever you got to do, you got to do that stuff. Expose them to different things because you don't decide who you are. You discover who God assigned you to be. Somebody say amen. Okay, so let's recap. Number one, what do we say? You are a what? Solution to somebody's problem. Number two, you are a reward for somebody. I heard a similar story with Mike Murdoch, but it happened to me too. I was in the church one time, and we'd been preaching all week, and the pastor was like, hey, man, you think we can get out before 930 tonight? Yeah, bro, we, we can get out earlier than that. <laughs> I don't have to preach. Hello? I done studied pouring my heart out all these nights, and you talking about some, can we get out before 9.30? And you have all them choirs singing and A, B, C, D, and selection, don't put me up to 9.15. And everybody got to step and stomp and, you know, all that stuff. You know how them, them, them them churches work because they wanted to fill the room so they invite all these people and get a good offer. Can we get out at 9.30? Hey, bro, we can get out right now. What I'm saying is, you're not a reward for everybody. I wasn't a reward for him. <laughs> yeah, bro, dude, hey. Y'all, I've been like this a long time, even before I got money. Somebody say amen. Didn't care, yo. If, if, if you... You ain't feeling me. What? You invited me. Somebody say amen. And this is where you got to grow up relationally. Because what Facebook and all them social media things do, it keeps you connected to people that have no honor for you. They don't appreciate you. They don't like you. They stand, they stand on your page 
to spy on you. They, they trying to see what you're doing. Come on, somebody. Here's a little side key. Go where you celebrate it, not where you tolerate it. Because that dude was tolerating me. Like, bro, we can end the revival right now. I, I don't even have to get up. Just let, let, let the step team do two more steps. Hello? Y'all, it's not arrogance, but when you know who you are and you know your assignment, hello? You're not going to cast your pearls before swine. Jesus didn't, you know, Jesus wasn't hit everywhere. Did you know that? The son of God, God in the flesh, he was not a hit everywhere. Ooh, I feel like leaning in on this. Some of y'all need to purge your life because I'm telling you, those are the monkeys. Get that monkey. Toy Story what? Three? Get that monkey. Some of y'all got too many monkeys on your back. That's what's holding you back. You're connected to too many people. You got to get away from people that have no honor, not for you, but for your assignment. Because they'll make you feel like you ain't got nothing and you're not supposed to do nothing. If I hang around pastors and talk about some, hey man, can we friend, Can you be friends by 9, 30, 9, all that stuff. Y'all, you know how I'm going to feel about my own assignment? I got friends like Dr. Rogers. Hey bro, we stay all night. If you got, just preach as long as you need to preach, bro. Celebration. Come on, somebody. This is a reason. Ah. Okay. I'm going to call for that in a minute too. But I need to deal with this. Jesus wasn't, he wasn't hit everywhere. He wasn't. Let's go to uh, Mark chapter 5. Then I'm going to take you to Mark chapter 6. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. I'm going to show you how Jesus was treated and y'all um, and what Jesus did. Look at Mark chapter 5. He ran into a man that was terrorizing the whole neighborhood. <clears throat> he was naked. He was cutting himself. He couldn't be restrained. He was a crazy man. In the cemetery, spooking everybody out. This man had been demonically possessed. We don't know how long. Jesus came through, cast the devil out the man. Right? So now the little kids passing by the graveyard ain't got to see a naked man and get all scared. Right? Did the community a service? Yes? Now when he cast out the devil, there was a large uh, contingency of pigs. Verse 11 was feeding. So all the demons begged, say, send us into the swine. And at once, Jesus gave them permission and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. There were about 2,000 and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled and they told it in the city and in the country. And when they went out to see what had happened, they came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon possessed 
and had the legion sitting there clothing in his right mind and they were afraid. And those who saw it told him how, what had happened to, to the man who had been demon possessed and about the swine. And they began to plead with Jesus to depart from their region. They said, Jesus, please leave. They asked him to leave, y'all. Now, what do you see Jesus doing next? Huh? Look at it. And when he got into the boat, stop right there. See, that's, that's the problem, y'all. We ain't got to have no last words with nobody. Come on. We ain't got to stay there and prove nothing. We ain't got to put our heels into the sand. Somebody say, leave. Hey, y'all, where my keys at? Deuces. How many of y'all trying to maintain relationships with people that don't even like you, don't want to be with you, they've already asked you to leave their life in so many ways, they might not have said it verbally, but with all their actions, they're telling you, get out. When they asked Jesus to leave, he let, you see what he's saying? When, when he had got in the boat, Jesus didn't argue with nobody. <laughs> he didn't do good everywhere. You won't do good everywhere. Because you're not assigned to everywhere. You're assigned to somewhere. You're the solution for somebody. Now here's Jesus that solved all their problems, and, and they're like, nah, he the problem. He wasn't a solution to them. He was a problem to them. Somebody say amen. Even though you're a solution to somebody, you're a problem to somebody. Identify them people that you're the problem and leave. Make like a tree and leave. Say, I know it's somebody, oh, but that's hard. It ain't hard. I, I do it all the time. It ain't hard. You can just leave. Somebody say amen. And don't go back. Y'all, there were certain stances that we made. And because of your assignment, people are not going to understand your assignment. They're not going to understand what you're doing. They're going to get offended. Y'all, you don't have to explain everything to everybody what you're doing. You don't. They're not going to understand it anyway. And most of them are going to try to talk you out of it. And some of y'all hanging on by a thread anyway in your faith. So get, you ain't got to explain to everybody and try to explain, mama, what your new life is and how to, yo, yo, you already know they ain't with it, they ain't down with it, they still smoking weed, drinking wine coolers, ain't nothing you going to say going to stop them from drinking wine coolers and smoking weed. Y'all, you got to. Is that where the problem is? I feel like that's where the rub is, Jimmy, with a lot of people in this room. And you won't go further in your assignment until you cut some weight. Somebody say amen. And watch this. It could be mama. It could be dad. Thank God I didn't have to cut my mama, but I would have cut her. I would have. She know that. I would have. If I had to, because I cut some other folks. Somebody say amen. That wasn't down with it, constantly rejected.
doing. Y'all, and, and, and even my family, y'all, you know, vacation time, y'all, that's precious time. You know, you get two weeks vacation, here we go, driving all the way somewhere with family members, ain't standing some more, no, no more because they heard me preach something on, on my page. I say, stop listening to my page then. There's a lot of other people you can listen to. And here we go driving 5,000 miles to go somewhere for somebody to put the kick me sign on us and treat us bad. Yo, are you kidding me? Later for that. Somebody say amen. And it wasn't because of me. It was because of my assignment. When you get your assignment, you'll find out. Some people ain't with it. Hello? Some people going to hate you because of your assignment. If your assignment is going down to the abortion clinics, talking girls out of abortion, there's a lot of people going to hate you for that just because that's your assignment. Somebody say amen. And you got to be good with it. <laughs> Hello? All right. I told you we were going to get up. So I'm going to keep my word. You're a reward for somebody. Somebody needs you. You don't decide your assignment. You discover it. This point, this is out of Mike Murdoch's book, The Assignment. It is essential that you discover your assignment and give yourself totally to it. It is essential. I mean, I mean, essential. I want y'all to think about what's essential. Some of y'all getting their, getting their hair done. That's it. Man, I got this stuff. It's essential. Like, you, you got some pressure on that. I bet you ain't going to go three more months. With that, with, with them braids in your head, come on. <laughs> Me pulling them out at night. Come on, somebody. It's essential. I get some stuff did. Right? What's essential? Let your air conditioner go out right now in your house. Hello? Lightning struck in our backyard a couple weeks ago, knocked our units out. Jen, how fast was we paying $500 for the dude? Talking about we ain't got we ain't got that kind of money. Hey, we found the money. <laughs> First person that could come. It was hot. We talking about what's essential. Okay, your assignment, discovering your assignment, y'all. It's not. It's not uh, either or. It's not a, uh, you know. It's essential. I'm having a brain freeze on the word I want. It's not optional. That's the word. It's not optional. It's essential. So you don't know it. How many more Netflix movies you got time to watch? Because it's essential, though, right? It's essential that you discover your assignment and totally give yourself to it. 1 Corinthians 7.20 in Amplified. If we can put that up there. Everyone should remain after God calls him in the station or condition of life in which the calling found him. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was when he was called. Now, 
in context, it is in 1 Corinthians 7. He's talking about whether you're single or married or whatever. But I like what it says in the classic Amplified. And it says that everyone should remain after God calls him in the station of conditional life in which he summoned, found him. So that means in, 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 in my purpose tonight, Get serious about your assignment. Get serious about your assignment. What angers you might be a clue to the problem that you was created to solve. You know, girls that get sex trafficked, I mean, that really just gets you, get you pray and cry and cry and pray. That might be a clue to the problem you was created to solve. You won't find out your complete assignment in one day. God gives you many assignments, many projects, because he wants to see if you're faithful. He's not going to show you the whole thing. You don't need to see the whole thing. Uh, you don't need to see Z if you dropped out on A. Project A, right? He's not going to show it to you. Because number one, it'll mess you up when you see what you could have had. All the millions you could have had, the lifestyle you could have been living. Because I'm going to tell you, that's where your money, your happiness, prosperity, your whatever, what your cars, your dream houses, it's all tied up. It's all tied up. And you working that aside. Y'all, I live in my dream house. I'm married to the woman I always wanted to marry. I drive the cars I always wanted to drive. But y'all, I never saw any of that stuff. I saw my assignment and all that stuff came. It just did. That's what all the money is. Everything that we're looking for, trying to get, is in your assignment. All right. Put that uh, that slide up with the pre-work. So, we were talking to the singles, but this applies to everybody. And uh, we got to one part about, because singles believe that marriage is the end all and marriage is going to solve all their problems. And all the married people say, oh, no. Somebody say amen. I said, have you, I talked to the singles, I said, Did, have you talked to any married people? Hey, bro, can you go to the slide that say, free, free, yeah, yeah. Can somebody help them? Pre-work, bro. I think he was here. Oh, God. Okay. Can you, okay. There you go, bro. Can you make that big? Yeah. So what I was saying was I wanted you to do that before we got on the screen because you could do that on the other screen, I think, maybe. All right. So one of the things that we talked about was that there's a phase in your life called the pre-work. Before you get into the meat of your ministry assignment. Everybody I know, every biography I've ever read, every mentor I've ever had in ministry, y'all, for the single people, getting married was a piece of cake. But that's, I mean, that's some of the easy stuff we ever did, some of the easy stuff I ever did. It wasn't hard, wasn't elusive, what God wasn't playing, hide the, hide the mate from me and all that. Some of the easy stuff ever. But it was because I did the pre-work part. The pre-work, y'all, is 
Y'all, if you don't even know your assignment, y'all, you're not even living. I'm telling you, y'all, if you don't know your assignment, you're not in it. You are living a whole nother life you're not even supposed to live. You probably married people you weren't supposed to be married to, had babies by folks you weren't even supposed to have babies with. In relation, you might be living in a whole nother place you're not even supposed to be living. Working a job you're not even supposed to be working. If you never get to your assignment, y'all, and most people don't, that's why their life is so bad. That's why they want to kill themselves all the time and get depressed. Y'all, I don't get depressed. I don't. I don't have suicidal ideation. If, if I get out the call tonight, it's going to be five people to come up. I've been thinking about it. Right. Because you're so far off from your purpose. Your life without your purpose, the S word that kids use, when the team is bad, yes. That's what happens to your life without your purpose. It does. And everything is like that. And it's just bad. And it's just regular. It's regular bad, and then it's bad, bad. And then sometimes it seems like something good happened, then it go back to bad. Y'all remember good times? Remember good times? Like JJ, JJ done made a painting. They gonna pay him a million dollars. He finna get out the ghetto. And then sweet daddy mess it up. That's what your life is. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, I don't live that life. I don't. I live my dream. I live, I'm living the dream for real. I, I am. Don't hate me. Don't hate me, but I am. Because, y'all, I'm going to tell you what I did. I, I did that pre-work stuff, though. I did. So what's the pre-work? Can you go to the next slide, bro? All right, so we, we expanded that. All right, number one, and this is where you, everybody in this room is right here. And even the married people need to go back to some of this stuff. Because you got married before you did your pre-work. That's why you have so many problems. All right, number one, you got to get born again, saved. Say to the bone, understand you say we got a book called the SAT. We do SAT, Salvation Action Test. Somebody, most of y'all, many of y'all have taken it in here, right? So we do that just to get you started, make sure you save you in the family of God. Discipleship. Now that's where, you know, you start coming out of all that stuff. Bad relationships, start li stop living with your boyfriend, you know, all that stupid stuff. You stop smoking weed. It's all in discipleship. Most Christians never get out of there because they want to be sinful. They want to stay with the world. They want to be worldly Christian, what we call wine cooler Christian. They never get out. And, and, and from the Baptist church, they didn't even have discipleship. They called the Sunday school, which three people went. But it was started to be disciple. That's, what it, that's how they started it. At the beginning, it was like that. But y'all, there's no discipleship. That's why a lot of people in the Baptist church, we come out of Baptist church, they just carnal. They sleep around, they do all kind of stuff because ain't nobody discipled them. They haven't been mentored by anybody. And they won't be accountable to anybody. And they won't listen to somebody telling them, no, you can't do that. Hello? Because, hey, bro, now, what's going on with your ex-wife? Well, we, you know, 
I'm trying to date this other girl. But what's going on with your ex-wife? Well, we still trying to, you know, get all the papers done so the divorce is final. So that means you're still married. And that means you're trying to commit adultery with another woman. Like, you got, you got to have people in your life that will talk to you like that and that you will submit to in discipleship. Don't worry about no calling and all that and you still sleeping with your girlfriend. I'm telling you, now the calling going to come. It'll come. But you're going to be ineffective. So that discipleship is a must. And that's the difference between our church and other churches, right? Because we have a discipleship program. Two people in the last week, y'all, just out of the blue, asked us, how can I be a part of your discipleship program? Is that true, Brother Pat? Yeah, he knows one of them, and one of them is at the single day. How can I be? Because people, y'all, that's how you grow. That's how you get there. That's how you win. That's how you win. And some people in it and not listening and uh, adhering to it. Some people be in it and don't know they got it good. Fighting the disciple. Hello? And the way we set it up, it's an opt-in, and then you got to call us to get on the Zoom. You get on the Zoom mad at us. But what'd you come on the Zoom for? Because you don't want no accountability. I don't want people all up in my business right. That's why your business is jacked up. Don't want nobody all in their business, Ashley, but they put all their business on Facebook. <laughs> Like everybody in your business. Hello? Then you're calling. It's a yearning. And remember, God, he slow walks it. Right? Sometimes you have callings. Right? His callings. There are things, the many callings I had that was called to different things. And as I, as I, you know, as I did good over here, then I went to the next thing. Commit and engage in your assignment, whatever that first assignment is, all right? Then at the end of that is what? Which is the beginning. That's when your stuff going to take off. And nobody should get married if they ain't been through that. Because number one, the person you marry is unfair because they don't know who you married. Then you get into marriage and develop they find out you some prophet supposed to be going around the world. That ain't fair. That ain't who they marry. Y'all, when my wife met me, I was a preacher. When we got married, I was a preacher of the gospel. I have not changed. I didn't switch on her. I didn't switch. So I say amen. This is the problem. Go back to the first one. So you got to do that pre-work, y'all. And y'all, if you don't do that, your life is going to be the S-word. <laughs> it just is. And that's why, and that's, and that's, that's job security for pastors and counselors. We're gonna, we gonna, we never going to run out. We're going to always have people signing up for counseling. we always going to have pe people that just going through. Because I'm going to tell you, the answer to 90% of your problems, is get in your assignment. 90% all that depression and stuff, all that I'm bored. Y'all, am I ever bored? I'm never bored. I'll be woe out. <laughs> I'll be tired. 
I'll be bored. <laughs> I said, I always ask Gene, I said, Gene, you ready married to Stanley, the UPS man, or married me? I said, I, I took you to some adventures, huh? She said, yes. I've had great adventures with you. Yeah, my life has been very adventuresome. Hasn't been boring. Never a dull moment. Somebody say amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.